Hello, podcast listeners. You are listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. This weekend was the Return to Grace release weekend, if you will, for our local group. It was our first chance to play some second edition after Return to Grace came out. So let's talk about it. What is going on? My first game was against Ed. He brought a Bajoran deck using all the new tools, except for he didn't have the two-cost event that grabs a guy from the discard pile because he was not playing with one of the two cards, uh, or uh, he was playing with Borum, but figured that he would use Borum in his traditional way of grabbing a guy that you need later on at a mission. And the other way to do it with a four-cost Kira from what you leave behind, he had not considered using. So he did use a session, or a session, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce I keep wanting to say ascension, but I'm guessing that that's, I don't know, it's a session, uh, whatever. <laughs> he, uh, at, my, at his first mission attempt, on his fourth turn, he brought four guys, and neither of us were playing with TCS. And he very, very easily made four people into six people using a session. I guess he had six personnel in play so he could play it to grab the people uh, to and put them at his anthropology personnel. So four people became six. I got to draw four and spend four, and boo, he uh, solved the mission in one turn, which is fantastic. It shows that phase two is most certainly working in terms of making powerful cards. Uh, that is a very powerful card. Of course, he may not have drawn the two accessions and all the things that can come up, but he was using the new Bajor, and he had Toxutots and Horgahans coming out of his yin-yang. So that coupled with a bunch of Fajos Menagerie cards, he was able to draw a lot of cards and was able to get a lot of events going. So for that, I salute his ability to kick my ass with some new Bajorans. And he went on to win the tournament with it. So what do... Well, before we... I, okay, let's break down the, how these Bajorans are doing this. He had four missions, each with an integrity use of less than 31 or, you know, less than 27, or uh, whatever. Uh, all of them were less than 32, so Insurrection would have been amazing. I, the one time I pulled an Insurrection on him, he said, mm, not so much, I'm going to Horgahan or Toxutot and make, uh, make you take that back and try again. And boy, oh boy, did it work. There was absolutely no way I was getting that Insurrection back, not without... Having an Alvera out, and I did not have Alvera out. So, two lessons so far. If you're going to play against these guys, TCS and an Alvera would have been very nice. At least I would have had a shot at getting my one copy of Insurrection back that I was not going to get back. So, uh, yes, of course, you're not going to be playing against Bajorans every single time you play, but in this 
type two or this phase two area, it's it would not surprise me if we see more micro teaming. So uh, as we decide to make more powerful cards, more powerful cards to me means more skills and higher attributes on personnel. Now I don't know if that's actually the case. Uh, we are seeing lower cost cards and we're seeing ways to get normal people into play for cheaper. So do you throw TCS and Alvera into every deck? You probably throw Alvera into your deck, sure. Uh, that's fine. But TCS? It depends. If you're going to microteam too, then it's a race to who can microteam faster. And so you better be darn sure that you can do your microteaming. So if it's not for that, well, uh, Ducat, you know, uh, I'm thinking about Ducat too. He's just a all-around fantastic personnel, given his ability. He can become a two ten ten, or whatever, with uh, minimal or four ten ten. I don't know what his integrity is, but he can boost himself up relatively easily, at least early in the game. And he can hopefully have his way against Bajoran decks. I don't know if Ed faced any Ducat in his three games. But I, I didn't have it in mind. I was playing Relativity, so there's no way. And yes, of course, I was trying to micro-team too, but it doesn't, it didn't, it just didn't work. I wasn't drawing the personnel I needed to pull it off. So, so. Bajorans, yeah, they are really good right now. He he had a very solid build. He was worried it was a little big, which is fine, but with all the drawing he was doing, that did not seem to be a problem. So Bajorans are back. If they weren't before, they certainly are now. They have some very good tools. Let's talk about tool of the game. In in combination with these Bajorans, Ed had been playing with a Chula pile that was augmented with one card that I overlooked in the set, which was Chula the Game. It's a zero-cost dilemma duel that you place on the mission, and each Chula dilemma you face after it uh, is it stops a personnel random selection. And since this is second edition, that dilemma is cumulative, so if you have the wherewithal to want to play with two copies of Jewel of the Game, that is your prerogative, and to put them both on the same mission, of course. And for each Jewel dilemma you face after that, two personnel automatically get stopped. So, in some ways, it's not, it's, you're not going to kill a bunch of guys, but it's kind of a very cheap, tragic turn on some dilemmas that don't always hit. So it seems balanced, but maybe it was just against me. I don't know. I, a lot of Chula Dilemmas say if you have an even attribute of some sort, then of three personnel you've selected, all of them are stopped, or something to that effect. Or Chula pick one, save two. You're, you, know, you choose uh, one guy to get stopped, the second one was already stopped, or one guy goes to hand or something. It's... It, it was a very powerful combination, and I was stuck at my space mission, my first mission, that is, for nearly the entire game. I finally solved it on a lucky pull 
where uh, one of the Chula Dilemmas needed me to have even integrity to continue, and I did. Um, oh, wow. It was just a total nightmare, really. So what can I say about this? Truly, the game's a good card, or I think it is. I'm still worried that even with... You've got to pull it, you've got to put it on the mission, and then if if you're throwing, you know, very cheap dilemmas and kind of crossing your fingers that, you know, if I throw one that's like, you know, 50% of the time works and 50% of the time doesn't, which it may or may not, or maybe you have to keep track of the attributes and go, okay, well... Maybe I do have a higher than 50% shot. It's still very random to me. Unfortunately, it was just highly effective against my deck. And it appears the deck was effective against two other decks. So what can I say? It's, uh, it's an interesting card, and I did not give it enough credit early on. And since you throw two at one mission, and they don't go under, that's fine. They, uh, they you know, two people get stopped. You only get, you can only... You're going to have to come up with some other interesting way to grab it back later on with maybe a bold plan or or some uh, trial never ended or something like that or Manheim effect to get it back to use again if you want to have that benefit of having two on another mission. And you got to work for that. But maybe it's just good enough to have one on there and if you do it right, it all works out. So I don't know. Uh, it certainly worked out for Ed. So there is a card that needs to get re-examined and uh, reconsidered for myself and uh, see if others want to play a Chula Pile. So what else? I came up uh, self-replicating Roadblock. I put this in my deck. I put one copy in. Not really sure what to do with it. I don't recall ever playing it. It was in my hand a couple of times. I Oh, I did play it. No, I did not play it. I, no, I did. That's right. <laughs> at my second mission against Ed, I did call Trula the game at my second mission, so he could not put a copy of that on my mission, or if I encountered it, it would go away. Uh, he ended up, you know, throwing other things at me, of course. And I think one of the design goals of Phase 2, if not just Return to Grace, was to to make players have to play with a more diverse dilemma pile. And mission accomplished, I think... So instead of Ed throwing Chula Dilemmas at me, I think he still did. Uh, he just didn't throw Chula the game at me. He would have to throw other things at me or just have to go without the benefit of the linchpin dilemma. And I don't even know if Chula the game is a linchpin. It was good. But those uh, le- legacy and tragic turn and the dilemmas you need to make your other dilemmas better... They've seen their day, so are you going to combine a legacy pile with uh, unfair comparison or something? I, I don't even know if that makes any sense. So, but it's now worth considering that you need a more homogenous uh, dilemma pile for uh, possible uh, consideration. My second game was against uh, a Delta Quadrant Klingon deck that Casey was playing. And he was not playing with, I think, any Return to Grace cards, if I recall correctly. If he was, they didn't come out. Regardless, uh, he... uh, I I was afraid of having Relativity play against him because 
he is such a good skill tracker. So I've got my oh nothing happens in there. I've got my self-reficating roadblock for that. And yeah, sure enough, he still trampled me. And um, I think the oh nothing happens were you know highly ineffective. I think I threw a I told him to get rid of moral choice. And then you know and then I'm like well didn't matter uh he had one dilemma that after i think he threw a healing hand and then i can't remember this dilemma it's some planet dilemma from reflections that requires science medical and some attribute total if you don't have it someone dies everyone stopped and it goes back under and uh it's highly effective because i'm low on medical as a relativity player so it was interesting uh so you know Hats off to him for a great game. And hats off to Ed, of course, for another great game. Uh, great opponents, very skilled, and obviously well-versed and just had a good time. And I learned a lot. So what was I going to say? Uh, skill tracking is certainly not dead, and it probably just got better with, un- with, with rapid progress, that is. And so I'm... I'm more afraid than ever of skill tracking, and I don't know what to do about it. Uh, I mean, even with self-replicating robot roadblock, I can—I guess I can call infinite diversity. But a good skill tracking player just is gonna get around it anyway. So, uh, and then what am I supposed to call rapid progress with my with my own? Oh, nothing happens. You know, there's there's not a lot that I think I can do other than maybe the chicotes. Uh, if I can solve a mission with three guys and unstop three guys with Chicote, I don't even know if that's possible. I, I don't think it is. So, yeah, it's uh, a tough road ahead for relativity um, against great players, obviously. The, the deck itself is very fast, can attempt a lot of missions, and just the built-in nature of the game, you're, you're only going to hopefully face three copies of each of those, but... And those are not obviously not just the dilemmas to be worried about. Uh, you, you, security drills maybe is uh, a way to go. Um, maybe some other uh, skill cheating, skill uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but that that has not, as of now, been a part of my build. So maybe it's time to reconsider. I, I although you know, these, since it's nothing new, right? Uh, it's just relativity needs a little help, uh, but. I've had great luck and great success with relativity in the past, so it might just not have been my day. So, Return to Grace. Very solid performance by Ed so far. TCS is going in my deck, if only to force a, uh, a, my, my ability to be able to at least draw six and play six instead of draw four, spend four when there's six guys. Uh, regardless, he'll still have eight guys. Can I stop uh, enough people there with six? I have no idea. A session is a great card. Am I supposed to throw in interrupt uh, killing cards now with um, any of them? Grav plating trap? Is that only events? I don't know. What about sense of obligation? That might work. I've got. To, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to throw Amanda Rogers in the deck. I don't have the points to waste. So, 
Anyway, uh, we are at a big change, a big shift in the game, I think. Uh, what is it going to take to defeat Bajorans or to keep them in their place? So is, is everyone going to play Bajorans now? Are we going to have to play Cardassians and capture a bunch of guys? Is that going to do the trick? I seriously doubt it. So, uh, or is Trap is Sprung the answer to a session? Perhaps you were attempting with four, and now I still get to throw four, but I get to grab a guy. Or, or do I now only get an appropriate amount of dilemmas uh, according to the timing of the uh, event? I would love to know if the timing of these interrupts is such that I actually do get to draw six or draw whatever. Uh, I doubt it, though. I'm assuming that the interrupt was made with that powerfulness in mind. So, uh, it was a very interesting weekend, and I, I know that there are changes I must make to my decks and how I play the game in order to play better at this and consider these options and just stay aware of them and the only way to get better is to play more I'm I'm a newbie being put back in his place right now I felt a little cocky with relativity and I felt like wow I've, I've really got something here and you know try and beat me now and, and I have been defeated and so it's now time to either return to the drawing board and make relativity better or just see what mistakes I made in the games could I have won them either way? Was I just not drawing well? Was it luck? Was it me? Was it them? What could have happened? Could I have won against Casey? Maybe. I don't know. So, yes, Return to Grace, in all of its newness, is exciting and cool dilemmas and powerful Bajorans. And what happens next? Is everyone going to start playing Terok Nor after this because of uh, Project, uh, was it... Uh, Martha is next uh, and I guess Tarek Noor is up next so we'll see, <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens alright, let's end it here questions, comments, or concerns you can give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ or leave me a voicemail there that's what you would do or uh, leave me a PM at CorbinQ27 on the message boards or email me at CorbinJohnson.me.com until next time, this is Corbin Johnson signing off, saying so long and thanks for all the trek This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. To find out more about that license, visit creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash sa slash 3.0. Our theme music is Space Ace by Mark Teicher. Other songs included are Inspiration and Mission Briefing by Mark Teicher. Our outro song is Teleporter by Dungeon Kimura. You can find out more about these artists at jamendo.com. J-A-M-E-N-D-O.com. And each of those is released under the same or similar Creative Commons licenses as this podcast.